Okay, you know how much I love discovering people on social media, especially when those people have great companies. Today, I'll be talking to the founder of an up-and-coming cosmetics company called Soul Sis Beauty. I've made a commitment to showcase more women of color entrepreneurs on my podcast. That's why I'll be featuring special interviews that I hope you'll find motivational and informative. So sit back and enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of Mogul Chicks Chat. I'm your host, Adrienne Graham. I'm the CEO and proud founder of Mogul Chicks LLC, and that's Chicks with an X. I am a serial entrepreneur and a self-made businesswoman who is a strategic business growth advisor, published author, mentor, and investor. We help female founders grow scale and get their companies investment ready. Mogul Chicks is a mindset, a way of life, if you will, and a blueprint for female founders who want to build a legacy of wealth and a generational business empire. We provide strategic business growth solutions and a platform for resources, mentoring, networks, and education. Our mission is to take your company from flat to profit generating, to job creating, to investment ready. My personal mission is to help you build and run a better company, reimagine the way you do business, and build lasting wealth. Oh, and before I forget, be sure to tag at MogulChicks using the hashtag MogulChicksChat on social media. Make sure you rate the show and leave a comment. It helps people find us. Share the love, share the love. My guest, Jojo Arias, is a Baltimore-based fashion lifestyle blogger at jojotheceo.com and a full-time marketer and entrepreneur. She is the founder of Solstice Beauty, a beauty brand offering vegan and cruelty-free cosmetics that aims to empower women through makeup. She is also a co-host on Talk That Talk Uncensored, a podcast discussing topics around social issues, current events, and everything in between. Jojo strives to create beautiful content that inspires her readers to live out their authentic lives unapologetically. Just so you know, I was intrigued by her Instagram feed, for real. Her very first product in her line was Mamacita Red. And anyone who knows me knows I love a dark lip, but I have an affinity for a red lip. But I digress. Let's get into the interview. Welcome, Joyce. Thank you so much for coming to my podcast to share your wisdom with my audience. How are you doing this morning? Great. Thanks so much for having me. Problem. I love having other people come on and share their experiences. And I came across your name and your brand actually on Instagram. Instagram is very visual, of course, yes. <laughs> and fitting for what you do. Uh, so let's get right into it. So what made you decide, hey, I need to jump into this crowded beauty business? Yeah, so it started... Um, and, and this is something to know, especially for like all entrepreneurs that nothing is overnight, you know, <laughs> things take a lot of time. And I had started um, researching about maybe like four or five years ago, I've always been interested in beauty and makeup and particularly lipsticks. 
Um, you know, I was never really obsessed with like foundations or eyes. It was always lips since I was a young girl. And, um, you know, I have my mom for that because <laughs> she really encouraged that and she was going to cosmetology school. So all of that, you fast forward. And then it was about like, you know, I said like three, four years ago, I began to research. And what I found was in this industry, which as you said, is, is very saturated, but it's a, it's a money-making industry. So it's a billion dollar industry. Um, when I began, you know, researching, I saw that, um, the, <laughs> who were the people that were spending the most money and it was black and Latina women. And so when I began reading and researching and I'm looking through and I'm like, okay, so we literally have the biggest purchasing power here in America. And when you look at what beauty brands are the billion dollar industry, you know, the, the, the billion dollar companies, you know, you begin to see like, why is everyone at the top white, you know, or, or men owned, you know? And so when I really began to see the numbers, you know, data, cause like, I'm like super big on data and research. I got really mad <laughs> and I was like, no, this has to change. And at least for myself, like, you know, things, um, and I always tell young girls this, things that I was made fun of for having big fuller lips as growing up, um, you know, and I'm sure you can relate, right? Um, all of these things, you know, you fast forward to, we're in 2020 now, we're in the era of the Kardashians, you know, and, you know, no shade every, to me, like everyone deserves their own shine, like you do you, but here are people that have altered, you know, have paid for these certain things that, you know, you look at our communities and you look at, you know, particularly Latino community, the emphasis that there is on beauty, the emphasis, like literally since we're young girls, um, to look a certain way, to, to feel a certain way, um, you know, some of it is negative, but a lot of it is positive. You know, we put a lot of effort, like going out, it's, it's a vibe, you know, <laughs> you, you know, you, you, you want to look a certain way. And so as I was going through all of that, I'm like, no, I want, I, I, I want to change this. You know, this is something that not only am I passionate about, it's about representation. It's about, um, you know, putting, putting our people out there. And, you know, again, I think especially, you know, where we are right now as a country, you fast forward and, and this is so needed, you know, um, supporting black owned businesses, supporting Latin owned businesses, um, people of color, women of color. So, you know, now, it, but again, the idea started, you know, like four or five years ago. And that's really what motivated me. I was like, no, um, I've always been known to wear different colors of lipstick. And so to me, red was like, that's what I'm going to work on that's what I need to find. And so that's what I started with. I started with one shade, the red mamacita lipstick mm -hmm. and made it an ode to, you know, my culture and, you know, kind of empowering women to just feel beautiful um, again through, through something that, through this company that is meant to empower us, you know, it's, it's for us. Absolutely. You know, well, two things. First, yes, I can't relate um, the lips things, but you know what? Like you said, there are people paying good money to emulate yep. now, and I'm very mm -hmm. proud. Is one of my best assets are my lips. Yes, so, um, <laughs> I wear my lips very proud. But no, I I agree. One of the things that I can do is I'll throw maybe some eyeliner on, but my lips usually have to be done in some kind of shade. I feel naked. Mm -hmm. 
So I always pay attention to new brands that come out and see what's going on. The second thing was, I love the fact that you stress that, yeah, it's a crowded market, kind of like jeans. There's so many different kinds of jeans, but it doesn't mean people stop making jeans. So yes. I love the fact that you said, you know what, I'm going to jump out there. Now it's time for us to get some representation. So let's, let's move into the name, Solstice Beauty. I love it. It captured my attention. <laughs> and it wasn't something that I had to say, well, what does that mean? No, it, it got straight to the point. You, you know exactly this. who owns this kind of company. So, <laughs> Tell me a little bit, I, I know for me in, in my travels, in my decades of running businesses, whenever I try to come up with an idea or a book title or an, even the name of a company, I was always cautioned to say, but you don't want to exclude people. You don't want to yes. leave out. If you get too ethnic, mm-hmm. people won't want to buy it. Mm-hmm. I haven't experienced that personally. I've heard it, heard it. I've been told it, but I've, I've never had that when you were coming up with the name Solstice, did you have any hesitations? And what were the kind of the reactions of people when you came out and said, this is the name that I chose for this company? Yeah. Well, one, um, I'm so happy that it was, you know, you, you read it and you automatically knew. What it was. Um, so it was, it was a mix of that name was just, um, What's most important to me and what I hope people can always like get from this is that it's not just a beauty brand. It's something that goes beyond that. And connection to me is everything. So um, connecting with different women um, is just, is, it means everything. So when I came up with the name, I just, I kept going back and forth, but there are certain relationships that I feel like in life you have, you meet, um, you know, and I can honestly say, you know, you found me on Instagram and just even us, you know, vibing out in this podcast, it's, that's such a, con- a connection. It doesn't, you know, people don't really believe it sometimes, you know, and they're like, what you guys, you know, yeah. and that like, again, is almost um, something that you can't explain. It's, it's like a, it's like a vibe feeling of, like a sisterhood, a soul, something. Um, the other thing too, is that, so I changed the word, like how you spell it. Um, intentionally as well, because um, I use SOL, SIS, right? So I just made it, I'm like, okay. Um, Soul in Spanish means sun, right? And sisters, and we're all kind of like sisters under under the same sun. And people forget that like, we're all, this is, is, again, this is not just an American brand. Like I'm Salvadorian. So to me, it's like important to incorporate so much. also at the beginning, um, when I was doing pop-ups before I even had a site, um, I was also selling like handmade jewelry and it, would, it was coming from Ghana because one of my soul sisters is in Ghana. And um, I met her here and then she just picked up and moved. She was, her family's from there. And her connection, the connection that we have again is something that I can't explain. It's just, it just is. Um, and so from there, I just was, you know, how many other people can, can I reach or can, you know, come in contact with the brand and so that they have this connection. And that's why I kind of did that. At first, um, it took a little of like a little explaining (laughs) because um, of the, like how I spell the word. And again, I wanted to like create it. Um, But 
overall, it was that same, the same feeling that you got, like you, people like understood what it was, what it means. And to me, that just meant everything. Like you said, I've also been told that I work, you know, um, marketing. And so when I've gone to business schools, everything, of course, is like something, you know, something, something short, something simple, something where, you know, you won't be identified. A lot of people in, in beauty use their names, you know, or their last name, you know, which is great. Um, but to me, it was just like, no, I want, I want something that speaks to something greater, you know? And um, it's kind of, I always say this, like, this brand means so much because it's not, it's not just mine, it's all of ours, you know? And so I really do believe in, um, you know, if, if I win, like we all win. And so just kind of creating a lane and opportunity so that again, you know, if, if God willing, you know, in, in five years, I'm like in all in Sephora and all the stuff that we can create something else. And, you know, I give the baton and I help other women, other women of color, you know, make their own brands or whatever, pursue their own dreams in whatever that, that they, um, that they choose. So you that will. name, let's, yeah. talk it, let's, let's talk it into existence. You will. Be. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean, this is, is great. Um, you know, in a time where it's extra sensitive, um, mm -hmm. and, time of this podcast, of course, things are, are very tense in this country and very sensitive. I think it's important that we have identity, that we, yes. our brands, identity in our brands, because for so long, I mean, when I started, and I'm, I'm dating myself, I don't care, I'm 51 beautiful years old, but wow. <laughs> you look so amazing. <laughs> when I started in 94, when I started my first company, it was always be careful, tread lightly, you know, make everything in a totally, you know, unique where, not unique, but where it's a uh, uniform. Mm -hmm. And today, the 51 year old me, I make no apologies. You know, if yes. you look at my website, I have black and Latina images, some Asian yep. images, but I have women of color images. And it's not what I've always tried to get across online and in person with people is you can be pro supporting your own and still not be against everyone else. Yes. I think that it's important that women of color not be made to feel that they need to shy back or hold back or put on facades to mm -hmm. be inclusive for everyone. I'm inclusive for everyone, but there is a, a, an undertone that while I am inclusive for everyone, I'm going to look out for people who look like me. So Absolutely. this day in, in the, the racial injustice and, and upheaval that we're going through, which hopefully will work itself out, it's good to see brands and people, the people behind the brand sticking to, listen, this is who I am. This is who we are. This is who we serve. So I commend you for that. So let's talk a little bit about startup because I have mentored startup, mm -hmm. startup companies and accelerators and I, I consult with them and, and growth companies. But I often find that when you're starting, especially in a, a very saturated market, that aside from the encouragement, aside from all of that stuff, just the making headway, access mm -hmm. to capital, uh, getting market share, Getting your customer um, cost of cu customer acquisition under underfoot, you have an advantage that you're a visual brand, and that you can get on Instagram and everyone will see that and run with it. How did you find the the initial phases of startup, and and, and what obstacles did you run into? Um. So <laughs> I made a lot of mistakes. <laughs> And um, in the beginning, I so I like 
I have like two sides of the brain, right? The visual, the creative. And I just like want to dive into just like, you know, all, all the beauty stuff, right? The product and the marketing of it. But then the business side is the pro, you know, the, the devil is in the details. And, you know, when I started just even like teaching myself everything about the LLCs, forming a business, um, what, things meant like trade names and, and, and certain things, taxes and how to go about that. You know, um, I got very comfortable with <laughs> the websites. Like I'm in Maryland, so I'm in Baltimore. So the Maryland like business express has been like my best friend <laughs> and just going through all of the resources, um, looking into, you know, different, different things. So for me, it was really um, like I said, I, my mistakes cost money, you know? And so I hope that everyone that is like, you know, listening to this or thinking about starting, you can't, there's like, you can't go wrong with doing a lot of research, you know, and asking these questions and, um, going on these like forums, if, if you don't know the answer and like connecting with people that, that have done it. But even so, because myself, like I have began to kind of build my network of people, entrepreneurs, so that I can bounce ideas off. And so, um, but it doesn't beat you actually researching and learning everything about what you have to do in order, again, to keep your business afloat. Um, You know, this year I focused on looking into grants and um, different things for my business. So those things take time and those things, you know, applying for them and like really getting, you know, your, your, your vision out there into putting it into words, you know, um, email and all of these things, all of these skills that are super, super important to have. Um, you need to take some time to really like not perfect because again, that's something that held me back is that I probably could have started Solsa sooner, but I was in such a mode of perfection that, so this year I always tell myself, um, progress over perfection. Just, just keep going, just keep going, move forward. It might not be perfect, but do your best and just keep going. Because, um, like I said, you know, in the beginning, it's like everything had to be, um, perfect and, uh, and, and it was holding me back, you know, but especially, you know, I would say in the beginning stages, just that meticulousness of, um, holding on to your receipts, labeling everything, you know, all of that, like really, you know, especially when it comes to, like you said, money, you don't know how much money you've put into a business unless you're keeping track of that, you know? And I think in the beginning stages in the startup, you're so excited and this is your baby that you're not, you know, like you really need to sit down and focus and be like, no, I need to, you know, I need to make sure um, that I have that. Um, one thing that helped me was that I have, um, I have a real estate property and, um, I was so meticulous with that property because it's a, it's a rental property. And when I went to go do my taxes, the tax lady was like, Oh my God, this is amazing. Because I literally like every single time I had a receipt, I would write down on the receipt, what I was buying, you know, and what I was doing. And it's the exact same thing for a business, you know, um, we won't remember everything, but, you know, just keeping having a system in place is, is really important. Um, there's, you know, like I said, just what I'm focusing on, especially this year is grants and, 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 and getting that like 
you know, other, other people's money to fund my business because at the same time, there are a lot of, um, a lot of businesses that are willing to support, especially right now in the time we're in, um, supporting, you know, minority owned businesses. So just finding, finding those things and setting aside time to really research them because it's out there. It just takes a long time. <laughs> yes, I agree. And you know, the record keeping part, I think a lot of people, when you're creative, it's harder for some people. I mean, you have the, the benefit of having a real estate property. So that was mm -hmm. kind of intro to business. But for a lot of creatives, they want to just get in and do the, the creative side. They just want to do the work. They just want to create and forget that, hello, the money side, you have to have yes. the money side taken care of too. So I really, you know, I always tell people all the time, make sure you get yourself a good bookkeeper or accountant and a good assistant to track all that stuff and make sure it goes to this. So when you get to that level, people can yes. do it. So absolutely. So let's talk a little bit. Uh, we still have a little bit more time. Let's talk a little bit about your relationships with vendors, because I mean, in, in beauty industry, relationships is, is tantamount. It's key. You have to have the right vendors. You have to have the right manufacturers. So how did you, I guess, was it through trial and error or did you have you research and made a list of people you want to connect with? How did, how did you bring together your, I guess, dream team of vendors yeah. and manufacturers? Um, you said it best, like trial and error. I don't, I, I, especially in the beginning, like I just tried and did like everything because the thing is, is that you won't know until you try. So just going through each, each, each manufacturer, going through each product and when they would send it, and you know, all of that is like, you know, money, right? But you, you really, so I always try to like, I always make a list. I'm a huge list person. Um, Excel spreadsheets are like my best friend. So I would list every, you know, every, every um, company, every vendor out, their location, you know, and notes of like, how I liked it, you know, what was easy working with them, what was hard. Um, and then from there, you know, response time, all of those things like really, really matter because if you can't get in touch with the people, like your vendors or your manufacturers and something goes wrong or something, you know, you need something fast, um, you know, as a small business, like you won't, you won't be able to really survive. Um, so that has been for me just just super super helpful that's how i kind of built you know the team and i feel like i'm constantly always looking so like i'm always testing out new um people and other areas of the business you know so and, and what that does as well like again even with like photographers or videographers um if you find somebody that you love, like great, but I would encourage people just don't stop there, you know, keep, right. keep finding, maybe have somebody, um, because you never know somebody else's vision could push you to a new direction. Um, and so again, I always try my hardest, but I always do that. Like after anything, like after a vendor meeting, after, um, I get, you know, um, a sample or whatever it is, I'm always writing down notes and I, because you won't remember, you know, so then when you're looking at the whole spectrum of, um, you know, what you're looking for, you can be like, okay, no, I wrote here that, you know, it was, it was, this was great, but this wasn't, you know, the timing or they were late and um, it took way too long and, you know, response time is low. And so, um, yeah. Do, do they, do they listen to you? Do they see your vision? You know, are they supporting you? So those things like that, because a lot of the times, um, you know, on the other side, manufacturer, they, they just want 
they're like, all right, cool. Like we have enough business. Like if you, you know, again, do they respect the fact that I am a small business and you know, things like that, things of that nature. So relationships are super important. Always keep it professional, <laughs> always be nice and kind to people. And um, yeah, just always keep, you know, keep searching for, for new. Um, and if you find someone that's great, awesome, you know, um, but just don't limit yourself. Right. Always have a backup, <laughs> several backups, I guess. Yes. Yes. Right. So how long did it take you from the time you sat down and said, hey, I'm going to start this brand, I'm going to start researching it, until you actually launched your first color? Um, I would say about, like when you said when I started researching? From the time you sat down and said, I'm going to launch this line. Okay, so about like probably a year and a half. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay, was that self-imposed or because of obstacles that was more so because I also the the thing is is that you know and I think a lot of people start off this way like I was working a full-time job <laughs> and all like I would I would really work on solstice at night and on weekends you know and so I also love to blog. And so I kind of was keeping so busy. And so from there, it was, um, it was more self-imposed. It was just kind of going at my pace. Um, the thing also was that, you know, finding, finding a man that takes time. Um, you know, I was also like the way I started was like, I was, I was making it out of my own kitchen. Like I was trying to perfect, like, you know, and, the other important piece was that I wanted it to be like vegan. Um, I wanted it to be cruelty free because, you know, that's another part of solstice, like just being environmentally friendly, just honoring our earth, you know, and, and putting emphasis on that. Um, I always feel like that's, that's so important. And I wish, especially in, in cosmetics that that would kind of, it's crazy that that's not the standard. Um, but, you know, I think, what a lot of people also don't understand is that some, it, it is cheaper to make regular, you know, uh, cosmetics that aren't vegan. Um, so I always like, you know, it, 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 it adds um, an added layer, but that was really important to me. So that adds another layer of trying to find the perfect, you know, everything like, like vendors and, um, but yeah. So then when I, when I finally launched um, with that, that one lipstick, it was probably, yeah, a year and a half. Okay. So what do you say to listeners who say, well, I only have one product or I ha only have one thing to launch. I don't think I'm ready to launch. What, what do you say to those people? Just do it. <laughs> if you believe in your product and you truly believe that whatever it is that you're offering, people are going to love it. People are going to buy it or people are going to resonate with it. Just do it. Because like I said, you know, that that's another thing that held me back. Like, I wasn't, I kept like telling myself, like, it's just one, you know, what if, you know, it, so people are just going to buy one. I don't have more to, 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 to show them, but really it didn't matter because it just, what it means, you know, what it, what it meant. And for me, it was like, this is my intro. If people are like, uh, no, we don't really like it. Then I don't have to, you know, that that's the feedback I'll take back. Um, start small. You know, why, why start big? And then after that, you have all this product and, and maybe it wasn't resonating. Um, 
I started with red because red is powerful, you know? Um, it's also, I feel like every woman should wear red lipstick, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and it could be like, it's, it's very bold, but at the same time, it's also just very much, um, so it's very much something that everyone, it's a staple, you know, it's, it's super bold, but it's a staple similar to like a black dress, like, you know, everyone should have a black dress. So that was intentional because again, not everyone wears brown, not everyone wears pink, not, you know, and from there it was almost like, I know everyone can wear red. And if they're not wearing red, let me convince them. <laughs> and so, you know, that having, if you have just, again, one product that you're really passionate about, that you really use that to kind of test the waters, because again, you, for me, why would you want to have like a whole line of something? And then, you know, unless you have a huge platform, like I've seen a lot of people, you know, with these big platforms, or if you're an influencer, a huge one, um, a lot of these like actresses or, you know, they, they, they can, I guess, afford to do that. But if you're just starting off and you're a small business, like you, you just, I would, I would, just, I would just do it. I would just start small um, and just make sure that everything behind that one product is meticulous, you know, that you're ready um, to kind of have like every, on every step of the way. Right. How many colors do you have in the line now? I currently, I have uh, three um, in the matte liquid lipstick. I have two glosses, um, like a nude and a pink. And then you're actually the first to know, to know this. <laughs> I'm launching new colors September 1st um, okay. for my one year anniversary. And it's Latino Heritage Month. <laughs> so September is going to be a big month. Um, and I will have a nude and a coral. So, yeah. All right. We got the exclusive. I can't wait to see <laughs> Mamacita first, but yes, absolutely. So it's been great talking to you. I love learning about your company. Where can people buy this amazing lipstick? They can buy it at solsticebeauty.com. Um, you know, on Instagram, it's solstice and um, yeah, they could just buy it straight on the website. And, and spell that for them. Sister. It's, yeah, it's S-O-L-S-I-S beauty.com. There you go. And you also have your own lifestyle blog. Yes. Name. Share that as well. Yeah, so um, you could find me at jojotheceo.com. And that's my blog. Um, that's also my Instagram name as well. So it's just J-O-J-O, the CEO. <laughs> so in parting, what three tips can you share with my audience about business? Three tips. Um, one, be meticulous with details and making sure that you know, especially when it comes to costs, everything that you're putting out there is well documented. Two, don't let perfection stop your creativity or, you know, what you have going on. Just keep going. And then three, um, stay connected. You know, focus on networking, um, focus on making these connections, reach out to people. And even if you're an introvert, you know, just 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 try your hardest to connect with people, to network, um, to go to events. I know right now with COVID, that's 
but there's a lot of virtual events. Connect with people on Instagram, LinkedIn, you know, there's whatever suits you're both, but like um, really begin to build a network um, for, your, for your business. Absolutely. And that's very important. Thank you, Joyce, for joining us. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I'm Adrienne Graham, CEO and founder of Mogul Chicks LLC. And this has been another Mogul Chicks chat. I want to help you build a better, more profitable company. Make sure you check out the other podcasts that I've done. And if you like what you hear, share the love. Pass the link on to your friends, share it on your social media. You can find this podcast on Pandora, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Anchor. And of course, the Mogul Chicks website. Make sure you subscribe. And if you want to check out some of the interviews that we've done with some of our guests at our YouTube channel. And if you subscribe and leave comments on any or all of these channels, it helps other people find the podcast too. So sharing is caring. For more information on how we can work together to grow and scale your company, visit us online at mogulchicks.com. Send us an email at info at mogulchicks.com or connect with us all over social media, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, etc., etc., at Mogul Chicks, and that's Mogul Chicks with an X. And if you're not yet part of the Mogul Circle, if you're doing over a million dollars in revenue, or the Makers Club, if you're doing six figures in revenue, what are you waiting for? There's so much value in the memberships. Or if you just prefer a good program or you're trying to move beyond startup phase, check out what's going on over at mobilechicksacademy.com where we have the growth accelerator and our new clinics hosted by some wonderful, wonderful women. I'll catch you on the next episode. Stay safe and remember, mogul chicks make mogul moves and power plays. Now go be profitable. Bye.